I picked soccer because I felt like with gymnastics, it was very like individual and I really liked the team aspect of soccer. And I felt like even today, like some of my closest friends are soccer teammates. That was probably the biggest factor. So I loved both. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Snacks. I'm Sam Lewis. And I'm Lynn Williams, and this is a show about women's soccer, but it's also about... I broke my finger. No. Look at it. Can you see this? Yeah. It looks like I have, um, like, it's frostbite, and it's falling off. Just a tip. How did you do that? In the game, it got stomped on. Ouch. Just the top of my finger got stomped on. And is it broken? I'm getting x-rays tomorrow, but it's like, what are they going to do? Yeah. Like, what are you going to get a splint on one knuckle that you can't bend anyways? Exactly. So I, I might call and be like, do I really have to run over there to get this x-ray? Oh, you poor. Well, you know <clears throat> what? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You, I was going to say you poor thing. And like, I guess it could be worse than getting the tip of your middle finger stomped on. So yeah, there not could be worse things, but there are worse things. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Here's what we're going to do today on the pod. Big week this week in NWSL. Emily Fox joins us to help preview the World Cup. And then we're going to play a new game called Lock Bubble Drop. It was definitely a difficult game, but it was rewarding. So The rules were also very loose. I think we changed our minds halfway through about stuff. Hopefully, we're going to have some great production where it keeps the scores going. So everybody oh. else on YouTube can keep track. We weren't really we sure, sure couldn't was, keep track. No, we don't know what happened. A, it was a fun game. I really liked that game. But before we get to the rest of the podcast, we have our let's catch up with Lynn and Sam. Sam, you went all the way to Amsterdam. I did. I went to How Amsterdam to go to this women's football summit for FIF Pro. And I feel like our listeners might not know what FIF Pro is. FIF Pro is like the global players union. Did you know that? Yes. Okay, so just for our listeners' sakes, they are like a resource for all unions, all all soccer unions all across the globe. <laughs> yes, the global players union. I did I did just get back today, so I am a little bit tired, so I may not do a great job explaining this. But <clears throat> they hosted this women's football summit and they had like a lot of people from all over the world come and I actually got to speak with some other players. Becca Rue, the executive director of our US Women's National Team PA, her and I presented like this little, I mean, she made the PowerPoint and I just kind of like talked a little bit, but we like presented about our CBA and our lawsuit and like the steps kind of that we took and all the years and people involved and all the crazy things that we went through to get to the equal pay CBA. And I think that I went into it being like, yeah, everybody should just do this. But other countries, unions, like are at such different places than ours. Like even just the fact that we're protected by labor law in the U.S., that U.S. soccer has to speak with our union. There are other countries where federations will just say, well, we're not speaking to the union. Like, no. So they're just in totally different places and battling such different battles that it gave me so much perspective on like where the game is at globally and how fortunate we are in the U S to have been able to kind of create this union ourselves. That is like functions the way it does. And we had resources to hire somebody like Becca to come in and do it. So the summit was awesome. There was like, I listened mm-hmm. to some other talks there too. And then we actually got to go to the champions league final in Eindhoven. So I watched Barcelona win, which was really fun and just like went. hung I'm out so with jealous. some other players and union people 
and everybody was like so awesome and interesting. And it was like a really fun trip. Um, and we also got to celebrate Pat's 30th birthday. He came with me and we tacked on an extra day and it was like so much fun. We had a little picnic in the park. So cute. Yeah. It was really fun. I feel like it was like my big trip. So where do you feel that like soccer is globally right now though, after going and like learning all this? Well, I mean, I think the summit itself is, it was such, it's such an exciting time for women's soccer. Like leagues are doing better. The women's world cup is this summer. Like, I think it's obviously in many ways doing better than it ever has. And it feels like this space that's just about to explode and grow. I just think that what I learned from talking to the players is that the approach to coming together collectively and like unionizing and working together to get rights and money and better treatment from your federation. It's not as simple as I thought it was like, it's way more complex, like culturally, maybe there's already a union in place, but they're not really working for you. Maybe your men's team has X, Y, you know what I mean? Like it's, it was just so much more complicated than I realized. And I think getting to talk to players in a setting that it was literally designed to like be there for the players, like FIFPRO exists for us. It was just like super eye-opening. And I think it just gave me perspective on the things that we are privileged to have in the US. And of course it still took like a lot of hard work and it was a laborious task to get to where we got to, but other countries are just in totally different like circumstances. And there's so many other elements to consider. Yeah. I think that's like a good lesson to learn. I think you can like apply that in all other spaces of life too, where you just want to help people and you're like, just do this, 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 and this, this. And people like, well, I would, if I didn't have all these other things in my way. Right. So do you feel like as a player, because right now other countries are still fighting, um, (laughs) fighting the good fight. Yeah. Because obviously like you saw Canada and um, France, Spain, we can go on and on. Do you think that there is a way for like the U.S. now that we've uh, reached equal pay to help them? Or are we, should we just listen and say, like, okay, what do you need from us? Well, I, I think, I don't like know the, the exact answer to that question. Mm-hmm. I think that our experience is something we can like lend our, the information that we got, the steps that we took. Like my advice is to hire somebody like Becca, if you can find somebody like that. And have them work on your behalf because I I just think having somebody working full full time for us was one of the most important steps in this whole process. So I definitely think our experience can be like repeated and shared, but I also think that utilizing FIFPRO as a resource. So like these other unions and players associations should be going to FIFPRO to like ask and see what resources they can help with. Uh, that's like I think what it's. That, that's what they're working on is, is helping these other unions like form. But I do think it's a good question. Like something that our players association should think about is how can we help like beyond just setting this example of what we had done? Uh, how can we lend our voices to it and get involved in it? And I know Crystal is really involved with beef pro they're researching postpartum return to play and her and a few other players were really involved in helping them with that study. So actively players are supporting this global kind of yeah formation of information. <laughs> I am babbling and going in circles and maybe we need to revisit this when I have a fresh mind. brain. Yeah. Anyway, I think that that was amazing and it's great to get a few pros like name out there. So yeah, it's a great resource. We're going to move yeah. on though to something Let's happy. It's pride month. 
Yay. So let's talk about that. It's I just Pride got month. my I just got my Jessamine Sports Pride merch. Oh. Did you? I, I did not. Well, I have not yet. I have been busy with Mr. Marley. I had to just drop him off at the airport right now. It was sad. It was so oh, sad. Lynn. I I'm so sorry. It's okay. We'll be fine. I just, in my brain, keep just saying, he's going on a work trip. He'll be back. Yeah. It's not the truth, but it is. Well, and yeah. Yeah. It is Pride Month. You guys had your Pride game the other night. We did. Dude, the league, like, showed out for Pride Month. There were some drag shows. I wish we were invited, the players, to watch. There were drag shows? Like, what do you mean? Like, before the game, there was, like, drag shows. Oh, Washington. Really? Yeah, Washington Spirit did one, and I think we did one, too. Well, while we're on this, let's move into your game and soccer in general. I know you guys lost, but you had your highest attendance ever with 15,000 people. I know. It was incredible. The atmosphere was unreal. I know we lost, obviously not the result we wanted, but I just hope that that showed because it was a good game. Um, So I hope that people will continue to come out and support and have fun. Everybody looked like they were having a blast. I was like jealous of the fans. Oh, well, go good for them. Good for the fans. I know. I know. I wish we could have won them, but can't win them all. Um, Marley was in the tunnel. Marley came into the tunnel with me. Cute. We took a little picture. It was so funny, though, because we then posted the the team posted for like pride. Yeah. And me and Marley were like the very first picture. <laughs> and I was like, so cute. I love the photo. But like, what? Like, we support pride, but I don't really feel like this should be like our moment. But also like. Talk about like no toxic masculinity. He was wearing green and pink and like all the colors. Like good for him. I love him so much. Well, unfortunate that you guys lost when you had so many fans in the stadium, but. On to the next one. On to the next one. Quick turnaround to Wednesday. So here we go. Yeah, for sure. You guys have a a big week. Um, The Kansas City Current won their game. They beat the Courage. Kristen Hamilton scored. Kristen Hamilton is coming back from injury. She's played in a few games now and she started and scored in the eighth minute. Um, off of like a little cross from Dubinia. I was really excited for Hammy. And then it looks like it was 11 shots to North Carolina's seven. So the current had a lot of really good chances, um, but a little bit less possession, interestingly. So they also needed to do some tough defending, but I was really happy for my team that they pulled out the win. Yeah. Yeah. I watched this game and North Carolina definitely had more of the ball, more of possession, but it looked like they just like lost composure around the final third and just like Mm. ideas coming Mm. up against the five back Um, tough defense yeah and also i think when (laughs) when you score so early it really changes the game yeah um and obviously the other team is always going to have to be on the front foot then yeah so um but great to kansas city finally getting i know go off hammy i'm pumped for her me too i i love her so much she's crazy i love her i can't i can't believe she just came back and scoring goals i mean i can't believe it she's crazy She's just, she's just a, a, an absolute legend. Um, Washington and Louisville tied one to one. Trinity Rodman was like cutting back and forth. I know she that cut the girl that like goal. twice. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a great pass too from Ashley Hatch. I think it was like a kind of like a quick release pass in to get her kind of in. Yeah, behind. in behind. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I thought that was a really good ball through, dude. So this game had it all <laughs> because I I didn't watch, but I went back and watched the replay, and Trin scores second minute but yeah. then this poor girl ellie piku i'm gonna butcher her last name but piku yamsa uh-huh she subbed on and then got a red 
like pretty quickly after subbing on. And so Louisville was playing with 10 men. Yeah. Which is crazy. Before that, Savannah Demela scores the PK, but still to play with 10 men and then still like be able to get a tie is I know. Good for Louisville. And especially yeah, the turnaround of their season. Being down. I know. I know. That's Savannah DeMello is like getting t- tons of attention right now for scoring goals and playing great for Louisville. So I actually don't really know her that well, but like go on. Like I feel like that's super exciting that Louisville is I mean, they they're tying a lot, but they're like I feel like there's like an energy mm-hmm. in that team. You know what I mean? I agree. I completely agree. Savannah DeMello is like having the season of her life. I think I read something. I'm this is a made up stat in my head, but I did read something that was like last or last season or the last two seasons, she's only scored four goals. And in this season she's scored or she's contributed to eight goals. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Something like that. I know sometimes I'll like, I, I get all my like news from the just women sports newsletter. So then I feel like I'm just like, like a good girl, like a good just women sports employee. I'm just regurgitating the newsletter with like all the information that they send out. <laughs> pretty much but also like kind of slightly wrong because yeah. like it's just in my... like well i read this somewhere but from a little somebody bit well then another big game the thorns and the rain played the thorns won two to nothing this is the cascadia rivalry game and i read this somewhere it might be here i don't think um portland has won away in a while i read that too or was it away or they haven't won in this game? Yeah. In this rivalry game. I'm not in sure. In like what the it is. last like five games or something. And I yeah. read that and then somebody was like, I don't remember it like this. So yeah. it must well, have clearly we're we're fast and loose with facts on snacks. <laughs> was such a wild sentence. <laughs> but anyway, it was a tough battle. The rain had fifteen shots, the thorns had nineteen shots. Possession was basically s- split, but in pure soap fashion and sink fashion yeah they both scored goals oh here we go oh well rain hadn't lost to portland in eight straight regular season matches uh in this game this win for the thorns moves them to the top spot on 19 points tied with san diego and then washington and gotham are just behind them on 17 points so it was a crazy weekend and now there's you have challenge cup tomorrow wednesday or we have wednesday. Challenge cup tomorrow, and chicago plays tonight which is monday is that for challenge cup i think it's for regular season Oh, I wild. am confused. Well, this is coming out on Thursday. So if if you guys aren't confused yet, clearly <laughs> we're not doing a good enough job confusing you because we're so confused. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's a three-game week. You just kind of put your head down and just focus on your own game and hope for the best. That's where I feel like I'm at. Exactly. I wish you the best of luck, Lynn. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's move into this. My a new favorite segment of the show, the Snacks Hall of Fame, brought to you by Nike. today's entry into the snacks hall of fame brought to you by nike is one of the greatest to ever wear the gloves she is a two-time olympic gold medalist a world cup champion she made 173 appearances for the u.s women's national team over 14 years 71 of which were shutouts incredible she was a founding member of the wusa league a trailblazer for the sport and for black and gay women everywhere. She was an inspiration on and off the pitch and the first goalkeeper ever to be inducted into the National Soccer Hall of Fame, a very well-deserved honor. But today she is inducted into another Hall of Fame, the Snacks Hall of Fame, brought to you by Nike. <laughs> it's Bry Scurry. <laughs> Welcome to the Snacks Hall of Fame. What, what? snack do you think she is? I don't know. It has to be like a, a trailblazing snack, like... 
like a s'mores. Incredible. Literally. I love that. Literally, that was the perfect snack. <laughs> Where did that come from? You said trailblazing, and I thought, fire. Ooh. I don't know why. And then I was like, she, it's like a campfire, like a trailblazer. Kind of like a lit snack to be though. Kind of like, yeah, the, probably the like the best snack. And we've said that, I think, about our other people too. Yeah, like you can always count on the snack to be delicious. It is kind of a unique yeah. snack because like a lot of people are like, what is that? A lot of foreign people are like, what is that? And you're, and like, you're like, we'll like, have oh, one. You just wait and find out. Exactly. And that's, I think, what people thought of her when she was in net. Who is that? You just wait and find out. Oh, yeah. All right. Bryce Curry, uh, congratulations. You are a s'more. And you're in the Snacks Hall of Fame. And we'll be and right we back. And we love you. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're going to be right back with Emily Fox. So don't move. Our guest today was the number one overall pick in the 2021 NWSL draft. Uh, during her first year in the league, she played more minutes than any other rookie and was a finalist for Rookie of the Year. She's 24 years old, but she already has 28 caps for the U.S. Women's National Team. She is a two-time She Believes Cup champion. Our favorite stat, she is a 2022 CONCACAF Women's Championship winner, and she is a defender for the North Carolina Courage in the U.S. Women's National Team. It's Emily Fox. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. So our first question, because the show is called Snacks, we definitely have to ask you about food. And you know how I feel about your food situation, Foxy. So first thing. So Foxy, every time I see her like in the meal room, she just dumps the food on her plate. Like she doesn't separate anything at all. Like I understand if your food touches sometimes, but you don't even try. You just dump it all on top. Like you need to explain yourself. This is true. I felt like this was going to be like, first first conversation of snacks yep why do i do this i don't know i i feel like it doesn't matter to me like i'm just like i'll just Foxy, eat it you'll first. have like your salmon touching your pineapple i know i'll have my yeah my fruit touches my meat that tends to happen yeah i don't know why foxy's just like food is fuel just get it in but i eat the fruit first and i don't really taste whatever is like underneath it so it works i think also i'm lazy and i don't want to get an extra plate which is what you've recommended to me. You On know, occasion. Just get an extra multiple. And put the fruit away from your meat. There's like some things, like I said, it doesn't matter that those things touch, but the I can't even come up with something right now. But I'm like, why are those things touching? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't phase me you at yeah, all. It I guess it's probably one of those things from childhood that I just didn't grow out of. And now we're here. Great. Well, we're gonna <laughs> talk about your childhood anyways. So here we are. Speaking of childhood. Okay, so you had to pick between two sports, soccer, gymnastics. Mm -hmm. That is not like normal. So how did you? <laughs> I feel like most just people like are your like food habits. Your childhood <laughs> is not normal. You I mean, are a weirdo. This is you... a She's like this is this is an actually uh, Emily Fox attack on snacks. What I meant was I feel like normally people are like I had to pick between soccer and basketball or soccer and track, soccer and like. But gymnastics I, is usually not a typical sport that somebody has to pick between. So how how did you do that? And also, was it challenging? Because obviously, I've never done gymnastics. But in my understanding is you have to commit a lot of your time to be good at that, as well as committing a lot of time to be good at soccer. So how did you pick? Well, I started both at like four or five years old. And so, and I like loved them both. And 
I think like most parents, they're just like trying to get you into something to like fill your schedule. But yeah, I, I did both up until middle school and then I had to choose. And it got to the point where I would, after school, three hours, gymnastics. And then luckily my like indoor soccer like field was right next door to my gymnastics facility. And so my mom would like pick me up, I would change in the car and then I would go to practice and train in soccer. So it worked out great. But I picked soccer because I felt like with gymnastics, it was very like individual and I really liked the team aspect of soccer. And I felt like even today, like some of my closest friends are soccer teammates. And that was, yeah, that was probably the biggest factor because I loved both. Can you still do any gymnastics moves? Like what's the hardest thing you could still do? I feel like before, before my knees, I would like try anything and be like, I think I can still do this before my knees I could do like a backflip and stuff like that but I haven't really tried now yeah maybe just leave it <laughs> it's in the past I know, you like you get bigger <laughs> and you grow up and you're like oh actually I could like fall and hurt yeah. myself yeah exactly <laughs> so okay well next time next time you score a banger like you did with the U.S. team you'll have to try maybe like a cartwheel like, oh what is she doing <laughs> I would be like no like no just don't don't even bother. Uh, Too scary. I feel like I've lost. I've lost most. I'm still flexible, but I can't. I can't do the splits and stuff like I used to. So. Well, Foxy, you grew up in the 2000s. What year were you born? Um, 1998. Okay. Well, thank God. That's not that young. We had Sophia Smith on, and I think she was born in 2000, right? Yeah. And like we were asking her like millennial slash like Gen Z questions, and like she literally didn't know so much basic stuff that we thought was like obvious so we have a couple questions for you have you ever watched boy meets world uh no i haven't what? i don't think so that's tough that's okay it's all right um did you watch the powerpuff girls yes oh okay yeah remember we asked soflin we go who are bubble what are their names again bubbles something and something even i don't even know and she was like um what did she say she said oh we'll have to go back and like replay it but yeah i can't remember i was like absolutely not that's I not know. who those people are i know but clearly i don't know who they are anymore either did you like were you like an in sync backstreet boys either of those or no wait so did i listen to the backstreet boys and like justin timberlake and stuff or like in sync <laughs> um <laughs> I know, I mean, I know the Backstreet Boys. I don't, I mean, I think I listened to NSYNC. Do you know, who's that? Like, Enya? She has, like, an angelic voice, and it's like... Yeah, I know who Enya is. My dad would play that in his car, and I would listen to that, mainly because of him. Um, but I know that give person, Give us another too. rendition of that. Can you give us another rendition <laughs> of that? She said, ooh. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even trying. <laughs> but you knew what I was talking Wait. about. Wait. Are you like Jonas Brothers era? I feel like One Direction was really big for okay, okay, my Age yeah, group. and like middle school and stuff. My mom always played Earth, Wind, and Fire in the car, <sighs> so I feel like I have like a secret stash of Earth, Wind, and Fire like jams in my back pocket. That they're great. Okay, we're gonna move on <laughs> to the end of yourself. Musical <laughs> tastes. <laughs> okay, so Foxy, you were the number one pick in the draft. When did you know you were going to be going number one? I was actually at camp, uh, January camp. And I feel like I didn't know what was happening until the very last minute. And I think you could tell so by my didn't... reaction. I'm like, oh. Yeah. 
um i feel like we like had it on in camp uh like in the me- meeting room or something yeah. the draft and i remember when you walked in the meal room after everybody like clapped and you were like so embarrassed <laughs> you were like, Don't do this like everyone like ha- like it was you know it was on the tv like everyone kind of had to watch and then it's like <laughs> but did you know you were like going one or two like you knew you were going to be one of the top picks yeah I think I knew I was gonna be one of the top picks I don't like to expect anything whatever it is I'm gonna take it I'm gonna be grateful and happy for it so that was kind of my approach but it was really cool to have like all you know the top picks like in the room with me and they were all so nice and like so yeah it made it less awkward for me to like I was in a chair with a mask on and uh my name got picked and it was like and everyone else like hyped me up so that was really cool well a lot of people might not know this but foxy actually trained with north carolina before she was drafted and you trained with me and sam yeah. so i'm gonna put you on the spot this is not one of our questions okay. but what were your first impressions of sam and i i thought that you guys no seriously i thought you guys and that whole team were amazing and still are and i don't know you guys were just like so welcoming and warm and then also seeing you guys train and how you guys trained it really like made me excited to become a pro because i felt like you guys were enjoying it but also like it was so hard but you guys had each other's backs and pushed each other and like that's when you guys had first started doing the icc tournament um mm-hmm. and so like train with you guys and then like going to those games and seeing you guys play against like leon and men sitting and all that and like crushing it that was really cool okay so in louisville you told us that you didn't have a uh window in your room does your apartment do you have a window in your room now yeah i do <laughs> i do can you believe that she goes i want a window in my room i go what do you mean you don't have a window in your room and i go i think that's a fire hazard oh my like, god what it reminds me of my Western New York apartment that was like underground. Do you remember yeah. that, Lynn? Yeah. You were like in a dungeon. <laughs> I was in like a basement apartment. So like we had a window, but it was at like the very top of the wall, like a crack. It was a, that was a wild time. Um, Foxy, before we move on to talk about the World Cup a little bit, is there anything that has surprised you a lot about your professional career so far? Or is it like kind of what you expected? Do you mean like on the field, off the field? Just anything. I actually, I find the off season to be like way more stressful than when I'm in season. Yeah. Which I didn't expect, but yeah, like during the off season, I'm like, so like, I need to find like training and I need to have a schedule and like trying to plan things like in advance is like really hard. That's one thing I thought the off season would be like (laughs) a good time to like relax (laughs) and like take a breath but I know I think especially with the national team when you have an off-season time and you're like maybe home for the holidays but national team camp is like January 7th yeah you're like oh my god well I need to like train on Christmas like who's playing 11 v 11 on Christmas and then it obviously that doesn't exist so like you're kind of constantly like finding an indoor facility finding a field finding a gym like you have to get those workouts and those numbers in. So like, it's super stressful. I think that's something I totally agree with that not a lot of people know about. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that too. Me and Marley always talk about it. We joke and I'm like, all season long, I say, I just want to take a break. I just want a vacation. (laughs) I just, whatever. And then the vacation comes and I'm like, I need to train. And he goes, you are crazy. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) I know. 
Oh my gosh, that was a good one, Foxy. That was a really good one that you came up with. That's so true. Okay, so we want to transition to the World Cup. When did it become clear to you that there was going to be an opportunity for you to fight and compete for a World Cup spot? I think probably the November, December camp in Australia. Yeah, I think that's when I was like, this is like an opportunity to try to like get back in and to try to be, you know, get called in consistently. You know, I think that was probably my like, first thought in my mind but then you know obviously like trying to keep going to make the world cup roster so yeah do you remember watching in 2019 and think maybe thinking like hopefully next time i'll be competing for a spot on on the next team yeah yeah i did what did you think of the world cup in 2019 i thought it was amazing when you were 20 when you were 20 years old like you said i just i was obviously like rooting for you guys and wanting you guys to win it all and then seeing you guys do that for a second time I was like I hopefully you know want to be there next time so I think it was just really powerful and especially coming back and winning too statement so we've like talked to other people about um the pressure or the stress they feel obviously going into the world cup do you feel like stressed right now and like how are you dealing with that I guess like you could say stressed I mean I'm like a big believer in like just taking it day by day game by game and the national team and how things are we have like a huge break right now and so yeah I think for me it's like how can I like show that I deserve to be on the team like through these games and like how can I you know keep getting better yeah and also like this world cup I mean I've never been to a world cup either but it feels different than the past ones there's like a lot of new players young players so far you have been starting in the right back position and you're like one of the younger players. So do you feel a sense of like leadership amongst the younger group? And like, how do you guys, I feel like you guys talk all the time. So like, are you guys in constant communication, the young, the young players? And how do you like, do they look to you to be like, okay, Foxy's doing this. I know I can do this as well. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I'm like, that's just not how I am in terms of like constant communication. Like I'm someone who like, I don't know if you don't talk to me for like a year we can like pick back off where we left like nothing nothing happened um <laughs> that's not how it is but like I'm just saying in general I think a lot of it honestly is like during the off season this past um I got together with Ash and with a few other girls and we trained in California and I think like that could be potentially a good example of just like you know like we said figuring out a training schedule and making sure that like we're getting better and better and having lift and and all that but then in terms of like being a leader I think I lead probably more through example when I'm with like the girls honestly we go to coffee and we just like it is kind of that time where we get to separate from like the stress of being in camp and and all that stuff as a non- uh, like not obsessed with communicating, like what social media do you use? Do you use t- like, what is the thing now? Like is Snapchat still a thing or do you just go on TikTok? Like what's up with like 1998 <laughs> Um, <laughs> What do I use? I mean, I have TikTok, but I have to delete it sometimes because Same. it, it takes over and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> delete you guys i fall asleep to tiktok <laughs> like it's crazy like i, I have, have conditioned myself it. i have to, to do that delete it too because I, like i would just go on it for an hour and a half yeah 
it just sucks you I in. I feel like I would delete anything else besides TikTok. Like Twitter, people are mean on there. Delete. Yeah. Instagram, I feel like I'm just looking at things that are unrealistic. Delete. But TikTok, people are so creative and they're funny that I could literally scroll for hours and be like, I'm completely fine with this. Yeah. And then I go to bed. That is true. I do like that people are like creative and like I like looking at DIY projects. Yes. That's really fun. What about Snapchat, Foxy? I've, I heard like my sister-in-law is around your age and like she's big on Snapchat still. I'm not. Like I have it and I actually have like a family, like me and my cousins and my brother and sister, we have a group chat and we just like. Oh, that's nice. It's just like goofy and it's just like a way to like keep in touch. But yeah, I'm not like posting stories that much or anything. Like that. I think you guys are probably sim- like I know that like social media can be really good but sometimes it's not great for me and so yeah. like me feeling and then knowing and then I'm like okay I need to like back off a little I think that's really smart to be aware of for sure I I like tried during the world cup and the olympics like I tried not to go on social media at all just because it, whether it's good or bad it's just like not helpful to focus during that time it can be during the Olympics, I like deleted Twitter altogether. I was like, I can't even give nope. Yeah. Don't want to see it. Did you guys have Vine? Oh Did yeah, you... I had a Vine. Okay. I I didn't. I but, yeah. had some funny. I vines. made Oh my god. <laughs> Can you guys pull up some old vines and send them to me? I deleted mine because my friends did that. They found them, and it was embarrassing. <laughs> so I deleted. Oh god, I should make sure mine's not still out there. Uh. I want to see. Oh, dear. Okay. What do you like? What do you consider your, I'm going to move on. Move on. Your fashion style. My fashion style. Like who do I admire? Like what do I, how no, do I describe? like what's your, yeah. How do you describe your style? Or do you care? I mean, there are times when I do care and there are times when I don't. But I think for my style, I'm definitely leaning towards like more comfortable. And, but I like having I guess the look where like you're comfortable but like you're put together. I saw you after a game and you had the biggest rat's nest of hair and everybody was like, Fox, you need to brush your hair. And you were like, man, I, I was like, yes. Yeah. I was like, what's happening? That's a great example of not care. <laughs> so do you think your camp style and your lifestyle are different? Yeah. I mean, I think mine are. I think I get real frumpy in camp. I'm like, at some point, you, I just stop caring. I'm like, I've worn this shirt three times. Yeah, it smells like an egg. It smells like the breakfast room and oh, like the egg, the the breakfast oil, <laughs> the breakfast oil egg it smell sticks with you. I do. Yeah, I um, feel like I do wear the same things at camp. Foxy, how would you describe your style of play? Like, are you have you always been a defender? Like, I just feel like you're so good on the ball and so good at dribbling that like. Do you feel like you're a defender first? Present day, I can say that I am a defender first. Like growing up and honestly, up until college, I played like winger. So yeah, I can see that. So yeah, that checks out. That checks. <laughs> yeah. After then, until now, you have like in your mind, you'll be like, defend, 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 remind where to get, get back. You have to defend. Or was it natural, like a natural progression back? You're like, oh, okay, this is fine. I like this too. Well, so I first started playing it actually at the U20s and it was kind of when they were, you know, they were converting like wingers to fullbacks. But I think for me, I saw it as a way to like get on the field and to play. And I I didn't think it was much different from playing as a winger at first. But then you start doing 
like actual like defensive drills and like there is like a skill and there is a way to do things and so yeah I think it definitely opened me up and gave me so much respect for like defenders and and how much work they put in and stuff so yeah well, you're doing great. You're crushing oh it. Oh my gosh. She really is. She really is. Okay, let's move on. We're going to play a fun game, Foxy, but we just have to take a little commercial break. Nobody move. We'll be right back for a game with Emily Fox. Welcome back to Snacks. We're going to play a game with Emily Fox here. This game is called Lock Bubble Drop. Here's how it works we're going to name some stuff, and you can either keep it as a lock, so you lock it in, you can put it on the bubble, meaning like maybe, or you can just drop it like it's cut. All three of us are going to play, but you, there's 10 things, but you only get three locks and two bubbles. So we're going to have to drop stuff. We just, if we don't love it, it's got to go. Reveal. TikTok and Instagram. Drop. For me, that's going to be a bubble for person, not personal, but like brand stuff. Smart girl. Bubble. Jay is also keeping score just so we're aware. So if you guys try to cheat, I will know. <laughs> All right, Jay, hit us. Item two, food delivery apps. Lock. 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 Lock yeah, that I mean, right up what, in there. What am I going to eat? I don't know. I was just looking on Whole Foods <laughs> right before that so to get delivered. So, yeah. Lock. Item three, chocolate. Lock. 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 We already have two locks. <laughs> we have yeah, two locks. I mean, this isn't going great. These are uh, safe to say two things that I am not giving up. So, item four, chips. I have to lock. All my locks are locked up. Lynn's because she has all her locks Drop. locked. But like, I have to have chips. I'm bubbling chips. All right, we're going to do one more item and then we'll do a um, recap of our scores. Item five, Netflix. Why are we only doing one more item? We have so many more items. Well, I was just going to do a count up so we knew what we had left. Oh, okay. Um, Netflix can be a bubble for me. I could maybe drop Netflix. Bubble. I'm going to drop. Okay, Lynn, probably smart choice for you. I personally have one drop, one lock, two locks, one bubble, two bubbles, two bubbles, two locks, and a drop. Foxy, you have two bubbles, two locks, and a drop. So you have one more lock, and that's it. One more lock. I have one bubble, three locks, one drop. Actually, so you have one more bubble. I know, but I'm thinking if I want to put Netflix on my bubble again. Okay, go on. Eight hours of sleep. Oh, drop it. I never get it anyways. Drop it. I need it or I need nine. Well, I need it too, but like I, I don't get it. So I'm freaking locking it in. If I had to live with food delivery, chocolate and sleep, I could, I'll be fine. I'll have to be. Drop. Yeah. Foxy, you seem like you're not much of a sleeper for some reason. I, I like, I'm a night owl, but I don't want to be, but I am. Item seven, breakfast. Jesus Christ, Jay. Okay. Well, breakfast it's like you asked my me bubble. the 10 things that are most important to me in this world. Seriously. Well, breakfast is going to have to be my bubble because I love breakfast. Breakfast food, breakfast time. I don't have a bubble, right? I think you need to lock something. I know, but I'm. these keep getting more and more important. So I'm like, maybe I should wait. Foxy, I have no idea what you have. This is impossible to keep score. Everyone can have one more bubble, Jay says. Okay. Breakfast will be my bubble. Okay. So you get one more bubble after that bubble. Headphones. I can drop headphones. I'll just drop, play music out loud. Drop. Whatever. Drop that. <laughs> Hair ties. Cut it all off. Drop. <laughs> I'm the same drop. Okay, last one. All right, we, this got really real in the middle, and then it's been a lot easier ever since. We had no options. 
sunglasses. Oh. Freaking need them, dude. Dude. I guess it's going on my bubble because yeah, it's gonna I, go on I my bubble bonus as well. bubble. bubble. All right, let's like do a quick review of anything shocking. Foxy drops chips. I drop chips, yeah. We had triple locks for food delivery apps and chocolate. How can you drop chips? You don't like chips? I do, but I like chocolate more. Yeah. That is fair. It is kind of crazy that me and Foxy both dropped eight hours of sleep, but like I didn't have crazy. I didn't really have much to work with because I locked in a lot. Like I want to sleep. I just didn't have an option. I think looking back, because I have an extra lock. I think I only did two locks. I would pick eight hours. But I was also telling myself I could get eight and a half. I was telling myself the same. I was like, I'll just get nine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do you better and I'll get none. Well, that was a fun game. I hope that it came through in the audio medium. Foxy, we're learning how to play games that are just like over audio. So like sometimes they work great. And sometimes like we're not really sure if people get what we're talking about. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Foxy, for coming on. Can you give us a chomp? Like, a... whoa, I've never done that before. Perfect. Wow. Cute. Crushed it. I've never done that before. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks, guys. Okay, thank you so much, Emily, and everybody for listening. Next week on the pod, you're not going to want to miss it. So it's Crystal Dunn. Crystal Dunn! Crystal Dunn. Well, that is going to be very exciting. Please don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to it. Like this review from A Rice 325 that says love snacks i listened to one of your first episodes while i was waiting for a medical procedure and it so calmed me down because i just felt like i was in a room chilling with my besties keep up the good work and can't wait till next week thank you a rice 325 and we hope you're feeling better before we go one last thing oh when i got home today finn was so happy to see us and we were just licking each other's faces (laughs) And it was so both nice. ways. I know it, it was, was like, both it ways. like was literally the best feeling. Like I had such happy anticipation, like on the ride home. And then I was just like, I just know he's going to be so happy when we walk in. And I just like laid on the floor when I walked in and I just let him like lick me. And were you licking him back? <laughs> was the puppy happy to see you? Yeah, she was happy to see us, but I like do make a show of ignoring her like in moments like that, because I don't want Finn to think that I, I, like her as much as I like him. That's a good mother. Yeah. Just just ignoring the other dog. Okay, (laughs) anyways, don't forget to subscribe to Snacks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snacks is produced by Jay Wolf, Lauren Day, Patrick Godino, and John Murray. For more great women's sports content, go to JustWomenSports.com and be sure to follow Just Women's Sports on all your favorite channels. All your favorite channels. I'm Sam Mewis. And I'm Lynn Williams, and you've been listening to Snacks. (laughs) 